and we are back. I am Eric. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on Beckett Media, and we are live today from Cardboard Legends in Van Nuys. If you're, uh, I hope you're out here already. If you're listening to this, you're not, you're not, you're not live. But with me is a very special guest for my first guest here. Is the angry card collector Daniel from Twitter? What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, happy to be on. Happy to check check this out. I'm 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 happy you're here. Uh, we yeah. just opened, or the the shop just opened. We just did a live tour, and then you walked through the door. So that's pretty cool. We were talking off air. Uh, you have a unique. You you were in the music industry for a while. Yes, I have. Yes, I was. So uh, tell tell us about that. What did you do in the music industry? Well, it started as a labor of love. Uh, okay. Basically. Uh, I was in, active in the punk scene, okay. and I saw how hard the bands were working, mm-hmm. and I appreciate, you know, these hardworking people, so I started my own website, and that peaked at about 10,000 hits a day. Uh, shout out to all the old school fans of ModernTragedy.com. ModernTragedy.com. Yeah, but it ended up, I ended up booking shows with my favorite bands, just so I could see them for free. Hey, you know... There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with booking shows with fans so you can see your bands, right? Yeah. If I could if I if I didn't do this, I would try to be a promoter of some sort, you know. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, who who was the biggest ba- biggest band you ever booked? Uh, well, uh, a band uh, that turned into uh, Oh my god, I'm blanking. Oh no. Okay, well, uh, I played shows with Anatomy of a Ghost and uh bunch of other bands they've turned into these bands now that are these like bad rock bands i'm sorry but i don't really like what's on the radio now okay but uh yellow card uh i played with i know yellow Card. i don't know them but i know yeah, that. okay uh, all american rejects uh, okay i actually have some funny stories but about them well, share share one with us all american rejects give us your bet well one that's not going to embarrass you or get no, in trouble. No, no i'm not gonna <laughs> okay they're not i don't think i have many that are pg okay but uh the Plain White Tees were a fun band to be around. Okay. You may remember them from the Hey There Delilah. Of course. And then uh, one of my favorite shows was I saw uh, the band The Circle Jerks. I saw Sugar <laughs> Cult open up for them. There you who, go. If you know the, those two bands, they have no business being together. Right. And that was just a funny, you know. One time, this this along those lines, one of the worst concerts, weird concerts I've ever been to was... Uh, Lenny Kravitz and Rob Zombie, like, oh, like wow. it just didn't. It there was no mesh at all, right? There's no reason that those things could be together, but they were, and it was a disaster, and yeah. uh, no one had a good night, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for the hardcore fans, but if you're a fan of music, it's sure. something you can embrace. Sure, I, I I follow what you're saying there. All right, so you did that for a while. How'd you get into collecting? Uh, well, actually, uh, I was raised by my single mother, and okay. we used to go to Dodger games all the time. Okay. And we bonded over Dodgers and baseball, and I started collecting team sets as a kid. All right. So when, what was the first one you got? Uh, Dodgers team sets, uh, like 1989, like the Eddie Murray cards are my favorite. Okay. It was like Steve Sachs on that, too? Yes, Steve Sachs was in there. Uh, Jose Offerman, Brett Butler, players okay. like that. Very nice. So, uh for some reason, that's that I know it wouldn't be in that team set, but that Steve Sachs Diamond Kings is sticking out in my head. That that horrible it was had a red, it was the red bordered one, so that would have been yeah. what eighty nine. Yeah, I remember 90. those. I actually just bought a John Franco one because that was like a card that like for some reason always hung around my set. Yeah. So you know, I bought that as a nice little throwback to you know the good times of my collecting. Sure. That's awesome. But I do that now. I find my, like I don't really collect anything, but I find myself picking up stuff I had when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like uh, 
the bow breaker stuff like that you know yeah. just it was stuff that i liked then 87 but everybody knows that if you listen to the podcast my favorite set is 87 tops and it's a great set it's a great set it's ugly as all sin right you know there's nothing pretty oh, about it i don't think <laughs> the tops from the 80s i do not think those are ugly cards at all no you like them they're classic i mean but that's what they grew up with so sure. you know the heart that's what the heart knows Sure, and uh, you know, and the heart wants what it wants, right? So, oh yeah, there you go. I see you're wearing a Panthers uh, shirt. Are you a Panthers fan? Uh, yeah. Uh, people actually make fun of me because it's like over half my wardrobe. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so how how that happen being out here in L.A.? Uh, well, when I grew up, uh, my dad was a 49ers fan, mm-hmm. and so I mean, let's. I couldn't really become a fan of the Rams when they were here. Sure. And then the Raiders, my parents wouldn't let me because they were associated with gangs. And uh, okay. I grew up in, you know, upper middle class neighborhood. Sure. So it got to the point when the Panthers came out. Number one, I liked their logo. All right. So that makes sense. That's what drew it to me. And then they started beating my dad's 49ers uh, when they were an expansion team. Who was that? Kerry Collins was that? Was he the quarterback there? Yeah, I think Kerry Collins took them to the NFC Championship. That's right. He sure did. That's awesome. Um, so, you, do you collect mostly football now, or is it still some baseball and football? Or I collect everything. Uh, I don't really collect collect prospects with football. Okay. Although I'm right right now, I'm building a 2017 uh, contenders draft picks autograph set. Okay. Uh, that's because I think that the 2017 draft class is really underrated. Okay. I mean, look at the quarterbacks coming out from it. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they're all there, right? Yeah. I mean, I like Ardarius Stewart coming. He's one, you know, seventh round draft pick from the Jets. Ardarius Stewart, man, he Alabama guy, yeah. right? You know, so he he's I don't just doesn't get the kind of love I think, but he's hurt. A little bit of the season. He's up there in New York with no quarterback. Yeah. So do you think, like, Josh Allen's going to help him up there? Or? You know, I'm a big fan of Bridgewater, so okay. I can't really say anything about Josh Allen. But, you know, guys develop and prospects are hit and miss. So we met Josh yesterday for uh, – God, I hope I'm getting – Josh Allen got drafted by the Jets, right? Let me see here. I want to make sure I got that right. Uh, I believe he did. Josh Allen. Josh Allen from Wyoming. No, Wyoming. Uh, that he's the Bills guy. He's the Bills. Who who's the guy drafted by the Sam? Sam Darnold. Right? Sam Darnold. I got it wrong. I was flipping him. I was flipping him backwards. Darnold. It was there. Easy to get mixed up. <laughs> so uh, because they were both sitting on the same panel. So my bad. Didn't mean to do that, guys. Um, and Darnold, he's a snarky guy. I think he's gonna he's gonna do well up there in that New York uh, that New York media. But I hope that he learns a lesson from. One Randy Johnson, like, like you can't attack the media up there because they'll <laughs> they'll get you right back. So uh, I think he'll play well. Do you think Bridgewater's going to do well there though? Do you think Bridgewater? I don't think Mississippi? Bridgewater had the chance now that they drafted a quarterback. Sure. And with Mc- I was disappointed with McCown coming back beforehand. All right. But uh, you know, I, I really hope that they trade Bridgewater to somewhere where he can thrive. Right. But. You know, I can't say anything. We don't know how he's going to come back from injury. It may take two years. It, mm-hmm. may, it may never happen. You know, it it sucks for him because he was so talented. You yeah. know, and well, he, I mean, he is talented. But knowing what happened to his knee, and oh, yeah. he may he may never be the same, right? But if Adrian Peterson's anything, I mean, he came back from two knee injuries, and he, you know, yeah. so I mean, there might be some hope there. So back to the Panthers. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about their prospects next year? Um, you know, I'm one of these glass half empty guys. Okay. Uh, I'm the type that always bets on, uh, against my team, so I'll win when they lose. Okay. Uh, type deal. Uh, truthfully, 
truthfully, I think we're in one of the toughest divisions. That's yeah, tough to. I yeah, mean, sure is. I thought uh, Tampa Bay underachieved last year, mm-hmm. and now they got a healthy Jameis Winston, and then New Orleans and Atlanta. So, I mean, really, I think they're nine. The Panthers are a nine and seven team. I'd okay. like to see these wide receivers develop, mm-hmm. and we lost a star Latoui, Latoui yeah. on defense. He's you know a star is you know. That's a tough loss altogether, yeah. right? Yeah. But you got to be happy about that backfield with McCaffrey back there and, and you know, Newton still doing his thing. And yeah, McCaffrey's a player. He is a player. He, he, you know, did you watch much Stanford ball when, when he was here? I sure did. I mean, so, they played USC, so exactly. it's always on TV. So, USC, speaking of USC, let's talk about uh, Roe Jones, man. How do you, how do you think he's going to do in the NFL? You know, I don't really know much about USC, to be okay. honest. All right, well, there you go. Uh, Ro Jones was one of my favorite players in, in college uh, this past season. He ended up with the Bucks. So oh, the running back. Yeah, but he um, he's from da- he's from the Dallas area. Okay. So I got a you know, little soft spot in my heart for him. Yeah. That's all right. No, but I think uh, the Bucks. Uh, I know. I th- I heard Earl Jones, not Ronald Jones. Okay, I uh, Earl Jones. All Ronald. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, actually, uh, replied to Sage. I think he has a chance to be the rookie of the year. There's always yeah. uh, these you know late round running backs that are coming out. I mean, I know he was a second rounder. Sure. But I think he has a chance. He went early in the second round too, though. Like in the top top eight picks, right? He yeah, was, I think he was number gone. thirty-eight. Yeah. So he was gone pretty quick. I have a lot of hope for him. I got, I'm I'm pulling for him. Uh, probably. Probably a little more than I should be. Oh, uh, we always pull for the local guys. I right. mean, sure. You talk about collections. That's, I mean, my set number one is local guys. Okay, cool. So are you, like, putting any money into, like, Jordan Lastly or uh, from UCLA or, or, or Josh Rosen? or? Um, yeah. the, actually, who I'm collecting, I was collecting this before he got drafted by the Cowboys, and okay. now he's one up, uh, Mike White. Mike White. He underrated, man. Like, I know he went to a small school and everything, but – Back in Dallas, we're happy about it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at his... I was reading ESPN. They compared his numbers to Andrew Luck. Right. I mean, if there's one quarterback you want to be compared to, it's Andrew Luck. Right? Before the injury. (laughs) Um, So I... I pulled... Last week on our contenders break, I pulled a uh, Leighton Vanderlei uh, in one pack and then immediately pulled a Mike White in the next pack. So both the Cowboys draft picks there. uh, Didn't get Michael Gallup, but, you know... Maybe, yeah. maybe down the future. So I think don't. you got the money, guys. Though I think so. I think we did well. All right, man. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you on social media so they can follow you. All right, I'm on Twitter, Angry Card Collector. Uh, there's two C's in that, and then AngryCardCollector.com, where I write about the you know traveling the low budget uh, navigation. Yeah, that's 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 what we're all doing now. You know. Yeah. So go check them out uh, there. Check out any AngryCardCollector.com uh, and follow his blog. It's it's a good one. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Thank you. Pleasure being here. This is Daryl McKay with Oyo Sports, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out, man. Still with us uh, here at Cardboard Legends today. We're having a good time. This is a pretty, pretty impressive shop, and we're hanging out with a shop regular now. It's going to be able to break it all down for us. His name is Jason, but he's a He's here. He's here spending a little bit of money to let you know he's pulled at least three LeBrons here. So, what's up, Jason? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing real well. Um, how long? How long have you been coming here? Ten years now. Ten years. Ten years. Um, so, 
has this changed much? Has it been? It used to be down the, down the road a little bit, right? Down, yeah, three, three door down. Three door down. Yeah, three so, doors down. Nice, nice band <laughs> reference there. So, uh, has it changed much uh, since you've been coming here? Yeah, it's really expanded. Uh, the memorabilia, especially, yeah, has really uh, tripled, quadrupled. Wow. Um, the store brings in all the great stuff. You know, all the big time guys, and he's the the largest and best supplier out here no one does what he does i i'm i'm starting to believe that yeah yeah <laughs> he's i've been talking to him a little bit off air um we're talking about mike i've been talking to him a little bit off air and just like the stuff that he's telling me about his stuff that he does with uda and um just the inventory that he's had in here he, he was like he was the kobe bryant king in the in the valley here you know selling stuff in la so yeah that's, he, that's awesome it is he he brings in all the top guys sure. and, and lots of it and his pricing is extremely reasonable mm-hmm. you know and you can't not get something here i mean right. it's just because it's always amazing stuff that he brings in sure how long have you been collecting since 96 since 1996 yeah that's an odd time to get into into collecting you you didn't do it as a kid no i, no. I didn't <laughs> i was one of those kids who used the cards for my bicycle ah Ugh. One of those guys. Yes, huh? exactly. <laughs> I know some of those people. Uh, they're not rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Um, thank you, Alex. Alex brought me a Coke, guys. Uh, can't see that on air, but it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so you started in 96. What brought you in in 1996? Eddie George. Eddie George brought you in. Yeah. Really? Are you an Ohio State fan? I am a huge Ohio State fan. Okay. Oh, why? Let's see. Let's see. O-H-I-O. That's right. All right. Uh, awesome. So what was it about Eddie George that got you into collecting then? What, what made you say, I got to I gotta do this now? Well, one, he's from Ohio State, so I'm, like I say, a huge Ohio State guy, and I just loved Eddie George. I loved the way he played. I loved his, uh, uh, his determination and mm-hmm. everything and how strong he was and well, he was just a phenomenal player. Now, did that automatically make you a Titans fan? Or it did. Awesome. It did. It <laughs> did immediately. That's that's really funny. So do you just follow the whole Ohio State, all the Ohio State guys that get into the NFL? Do you, do you pick up their stuff too? I do. Yeah. I do. As you, as you, obviously, I've got many Ezekiel Elliott rookie sure. <laughs> cards. Sure. Uh, so Taquan Lewis is, is going to be in the NFL this year. Uh, good kid. Yes. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. That interview hasn't aired yet. I'm, I'm waiting for the right moment to put it on to put it on the podcast. But um, he's going to be. He's going. Well, how many Ohio State guys went in the first two rounds this year? Like three rounds. I think we were five or six, right? Uh, I don't know if we had that many this year. I mean, we had uh, Ward who went. Uh, you know, with Ward the fourth went. pick. Yeah. Which was which was Hughes, but our center, yeah. Billy Price, went with the in the first round also. Right. And then throughout the whole thing, I think by the fifth round, I think we had yeah, five or six yeah. studs in there. You can't did you go to Ohio State? I did not. So how did you how does that fan agency come, come uh, into play? Nineteen seventy one, Archie Griffin and uh, Woody Hayes. Okay. I was at twelve years old. Sure. Saw the game, they were playing S C and uh, I said that's who I want to follow. So since nineteen seventy one that's who I followed. I saw somebody at a card show back in Dallas, uh, not last week, the week before. No, no, I guess it was last week. Um, had an Archie Griffin autograph on his table for four dollars. I'm like, you got to pick that up for four dollars, right? Exactly. I mean, it's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Only uh, two-time Heisman winner, and yeah, I don't. You know, it's, uh, Archie's for the old timer still, which I love. I mean, I, he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite all-time Ohio State guys. But yeah, for that kind of price, that's just giving it away. It is. It really is. So 1996. Eddie George, you're getting into collecting. Do you remember the first product you bought that you were 
like was it an upper deck or a Donruss or? Oh, my goodness, the first. Uh, no, it was mostly uh, I believe tops. Okay, all right, uh, yeah. A lot of tops. My first, my first big hit though was uh, SP Legendary cuts. SP Legendary cuts. Yeah. Who was it? Who was 01. It? When it came out yeah. at 01, and uh-huh. I pulled the uh, the Jackie Robinson. Oh wow! Yeah, numbered to 149 uh, signature uh, cut signature. Incredible. I still have it. I'm you, not getting rid of it. Not, so I've been no. I've been told that you're a little bit of a gambler. You, you like that high end stuff. Yes. So did that Jackie Robinson? Is that what is that what hooked you or? It was a start. Yeah. It was a start. Um, the I, I like the exquisite upper deck exquisites. I miss that stuff. I do you too. Know, I mean, it's in hockey still, right? But the way they have it split up between the the four products, it's not its own product. It comes out in those four different products. It's, I don't. I don't care for that. I liked when it was its own brand because it, it was pre- it was pretty stuff. And if to that point, I like like the eleven and twelve when they when they didn't have a NFL license, they were doing college. The college exquisite stuff was amazing. It I was. Loved it. I loved it. I'm sad that that as a brand, it doesn't have its own proper release. No, no, it doesn't. And uh, like you were saying with the hockey, now they've got so many different cards. I mean, mm-hmm. you only get five cards now, unfortunately, and two of them are not exquisite. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, like Upper Deck uh, Ice just released, and they had exquisites in that. And the way that was released was you either got. You either got a patch or memorabilia card or an exquisite card. Exactly. It was, it's a tough chase. It's a tough chase. And the, as the guy who ho- prices the hockey cards, I haven't been able to put a price on that set yet because it, it, it's an either-or thing, and it's not really hitting the market yet. So it's it's a little tough. Oh, well, we'll get it done eventually. Exactly. So uh, you've pulled three LeBrons in here. I heard that story. Now, were you on Pawn Stars, too? Did you did you go to Pawn Stars? Was that you? Yeah, it was. So tell me about that experience. If, uh, if you can. If you don't want to, it's fine. It was, no, it was it was, uh, it was was uh, an interesting experience. Yeah? Um, they really didn't have any uh, interest okay. in what I want, wanted, you know, to sure. sell. Sure, sure. And... Uh, so it was just you know you go you you see the guys and uh, and it's all very meticulous the way they do it yeah. and the way they set it up and everything right and uh, all business n- not you know not friendly at all no just uh, no no uh, no chit chat okay just do your thing say yeah. what you got right get on out so what were you trying to sell rather not say at the moment okay that's fine if you don't mind no. I apologize no 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 that's fine that's uh that's a fair. That's a fair question and a fair answer. So uh, I don't I don't blame you. So you pulled three LeBrons in here out of the uh, the hard court stuff, right? Yeah, the hard court. Now, what do you think about that product? I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, they were all uh, dual patch autos, number to twenty three. Oh wow! And they're just gorgeous. And wow. uh, I've sold one. One okay. Made, made some nice money on it. All right. And uh, but I love the uh, the whole thing. With the the court, the game use court. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The, but the the pictures, you don't get the the the, the pictures that they put on the 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 cards mm-hmm. that you get in regular cards. Right. I mean, it's night and day. It. We so back at the office, back at we don't call them cards because they're wood. You know, they're yeah. five pieces of seven wood, and just to, it's some of it's politics. You know, we don't want to upset anybody, but. I don't. I think they're more memorabilia pieces. Actually, is what they are. They are, you know. And then they have the memorabilia inside the memorabilia, which is really cool. I don't know how Upper Deck did that, but I remember uh, 
last November, I was speaking with Chris Carlin in Toronto, and he told us then on, on, on our airwaves, he said, he said, I promise you by the beginning of the year, we're going to release a product that is unlike anything you've ever seen. And he said, I can't tell you what it is, but it's basketball related. And then around the beginning of the year, this came out, and it completely shocked the, uh, the collecting world, it's particularly the Ben Simmons autograph out of that, because it was not, it's not his rookie autograph, but it blew the lone Ben Simmons autograph that it that was out there. It blew it out of the water because he's in a uniform, and uh, it was his first signature NBA in, in an NBA uniform. It was really cool. But you pulled through the bronze. What else, did you pull? Anything? It's, it's one per right. It's one one piece per box, right? Uh, actually, two pieces. Okay. Per box. Okay. And uh, one's usually a uh, a quad memorabilia. Okay. And then the other one's usually a, a will will be an autograph. Sure. And uh, I also pulled the gorgeous Ben Simmons. Nice. <laughs> dual patch. Nice. Dual patch auto. Did you sell it, that one? I haven't. I kept it. I would keep that too. <laughs> it is so nice. Yeah? So you're just, you're, you're, you're a high-end guy all yeah, the way around. exactly. Man. We're talking exquisite. We're talking hardcore. <laughs> Jeez. I got a box of top series one. You want that? I mean, I can't, I can't do nothing for you. Man. That's it, great. I, you know, I like, you, you, you Get what you pay for. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and of course, if, you, if you're looking for nice-looking cards, you're going to spend a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the, the low-end cards, that's what you're going to pay for. So let me ask you this. How has collecting changed since 1996 to 2018? What do you think some of the biggest differences are since you got into it to where it is now? Because in my mind, it's the high-end quality. Like, everything's going high-end, right? That's what I think. But what do you what do you think? No, I agree with, I agree with you. Um, I think that the... Uh, the cards are on better stock. Mm-hmm. I, I like the uh, the different uh, styles that they do. Although a lot of the styles are still the same, and I would like to see some change. I mean, tops triple threads is still tops triple threads, right? And, and a lot of those are still the, the same, right? Um, but uh, the metallic cards, the the way they do it with the material, sure. Now uh, the, the top prism, layer, yeah, yeah, really cool. The prisms are, are really cool, right? Um, I think that, like I say, the the biggest thing is though the players too. Who sure every year see, something seems to get better, yeah, better players, right? Uh, and I think with that, the values continue to rise. Sure. What do you think about this year's rookie NFL rookie class? I think it's dynamite. Yeah. I think it's really really good. I mean, they all have they all have a lot to prove, mm-hmm. but um, I think that the quarterbacks and where they went. Mm-hmm. Solid, really solid. I think Saquon Barkley is going to surprise everybody. I think New York's going to find a way to use him well. And in three, four, five months, we're going to be talking about a player that everybody's chasing down, not because of the hype, right? Not because he went number two, but because he's a damn good running back. He's going to, he's, you know, Zeke Elliott's the most recent example of a, of a guy who everybody's saying you can't take a running back in the first round, and the, the Cowboys took him. This, I think Barkley's going to be the next one, and he's, oh. he's going to just destroy the Eastern. I agree. I yeah. absolutely agree. I mean, he went off on Ohio State two years ago. Yeah. He went for over 200 yards against us, and that wasn't easy to do. <laughs> you know, last year, luckily, we were able to bottle him up a little bit better right. because we kind of knew what was going on. Right. But no, the guy's an absolute stud, and I thought that was a, a great pick. A yeah, great it, pick by the Giants. It really was. I was listening. I was in a room yesterday. I was privileged enough to be in a room with Saquon and uh, Lamar Jackson, and Lamar and Saquon played on the same high school all-star team. And Saquon was playing fullback, 
and he jumped in the first play from scrimmage. He jumped over a player's head, and Lamar Jackson said, "This this guy's going to change the game. There's no reason for him to be doing that at this level." But uh, they lost that game. If that means anything, but uh, ridiculous, right? That is. I mean, with those two players, you think they would just roll over everybody, right? You you would think so, but it didn't. All right. So, what are you looking forward to in the next year? And like, so twenty, the rest of twenty eighteen. Is there products coming out that you're going, you're looking to buy, or uh, like, uh, well, there's a new uh, Upper Deck Splendid, yeah. which was supposed to come out mm-hmm. yeah, about a month ago, and it didn't. But sure. I'm sure it'll be coming out here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, tier one, which comes out next week. Sure. Uh, triple Threads, of course. Baseball. Yeah. Love triple, triple Threads. I buy way too much Triple Threads baseball. Do you really love it? <laughs> you ever had any of those white whales? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I have and the, like last year, I pulled a uh, uh, the Piazza autograph booklet okay. nice. with, a, with his letter numbered one of three. Very nice. They have great cards in Triple Threads. It, it is a nice product. I'm a Kyle, like I don't really collect anything. I do have some Kyle Seeger stuff, and a fan of the show blessed me with a Kyle Seeger white well. Like, I would have never I would have never gotten that otherwise. When I saw that, I was like, I, I got to get the rest of these. <laughs> these are pretty cool. They're beautiful cards, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they are. I really enjoy them a lot. All right, man, I've kept you long enough. It's been 15 minutes, and that's been great. So uh, thank you very hey, much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Awesome, buddy. We'll catch you again soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks. This is Marcel from The Summit Show, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out after that quick break and joining us. Now, this is real special. I've never done this before. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I don't think she's ever done it before either. Uh, this Her name is Barb, and she is hanging out with us today. But she is the mother of Mike, who owns Cardboard Legends. So we're going to get the inside, inside, exclusive, exclusive about uh, Mike as a child and how he got into this business. How are you doing today? I'm very excited to be here. I am excited that you're here. First of all, lovely. You're lovely. You're a very lovely person. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. So... Let's talk about Mike a little bit. Um, My favorite subject. Was he was he big into card collecting when he was a kid? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, he was. Um, I think my dad kind of started him in that, and then he just started taking cards to school, and kids were they were trading, and then all of a sudden they were selling, and all of a sudden we had all these cards in the house, and mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing. He made a business. Now, my mom would have uh, been upset because I had so many cards in the house. Uh-huh. Were, were you that kind of mom or did you were you always telling him to clean up his mess? Um, he kept his cards pretty well in his bedroom. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. What about his bedroom in general though? Was it? Oh, uh, well, that's another story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, but he knew where everything was. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a mind like that too. I know, like, I have a, a, a cluttered organization, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife doesn't like, doesn't like it, but uh, I know where everything's at. Yes. That's That's the important part. So, uh, kid collecting cards, now, and you evidently supported him because he told me that you bought his first sign for the building. Do you remember that? Uh, I think so. Do you, can sign, you tell us that story? Le- no, well, I don't really remember the story, but I think we did. And it actually, it was a co-sign on the lease. It was a co-sign on the lease? Yeah, we co-signed. My, my husband, actually, I co-signed on the lease, yes. Did you uh, reap any benefits from that? Uh, just to watch him grow. That's awesome. Well, as a mother, how, how do you feel about that? Because he's, he's done a really good job. I am amazed with yeah. his life. Now, my mom tells me all the time that I have to get a real job. Do you tell him that? No, never. No? <laughs> no. I wonder how he does do it all day long with people coming in here and everything. Sure. And Yeah, but he, 
he thrived. I'm I'm very proud of him. As a mother, uh, watching this from the outside, what are what have been some of his biggest moments? Do you think as a business owner? Well, I think um, all of the uh, wonderful celebrities that have been in this store okay. have been his greatest moments. I'm not a celebrity, by the way. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. What what else? Uh, like, I mean. When he when he got when he got he used to be seven doors down mm-hmm. he says so when he first got those keys and turned that were you there when he turned the door turned the key to get it open I don't can tell you I can't really remember that but I remember coming in and going oh dear what's okay okay well you know he worked he worked for a guy for a while so that gave him the um, the uh, experience sure you know right and I saw what he was doing there and. Uh, you know, we just had we just really um, had high hopes for him and um, really um, thought he was going to make it. Otherwise, I never would have signed the lease. Right. He had good credit rating with us. We loaned him money for his first car, and he was going to make payments, and uh-huh. he paid us back in three months. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's 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 a testament to your parenting, though. Well, I'll take some credit. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no awesome. cash, but credit. Right. So. Um, as he's done this over the years, have you been involved in it? Like, do you come in here and say, oh, that's nice, or, or I want that, or anything like no. that? No. Well, once in a while, I actually ask him for um, charity donations because I'm involved with an organization that you know has fundraisers, mm-hmm. and he's been very generous with giving us some signed um, autographs and okay. things like that. You know. What organization is this? Please let our listeners know so they can get involved. Oh, uh, well, this is a, a Valley Outreach Synagogue. Okay. And um, let's see, what else was there? Um, it was. I think that was it. Just about. Okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. We have a we have a guy back home in Dallas who actually runs a card show out of his synagogue. Uh-huh. Uh, the, it's the second Saturday of every month he runs it. So he does that to raise money for his synagogue. Oh, so nice. uh, we're we're very familiar with those. That's awesome. So um, what do you think when you see all this stuff on the walls? Because it's kind of overwhelming to me, and I work in this business. So when you when you I mean I don't I don't want to put him on the on the under the bus here, but that's a lot of money on the walls. Uh, I say oy vey. <laughs> oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's amazing. I look at these things and I just say, oh my God, you know, it's, it's whoever, who would have thought that a, a kid, 10-year-old kid, sure. um, just deciding to trade cards and start selling them would have a store like this and have two warehouses full of merchandise mm-hmm. selling on eBay like crazy. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that? That's, that's nuts. I, this is what I wanted to do. I ended up doing this, uh-huh. mostly because I don't have a face to do that. Uh-huh. But, you know, I have a face for radio, so here we go. <laughs> this is why I'm doing this. This is pretty cool. He, he's got a very lovely shop, and he's got a very lovely mother. So uh, I just want to thank you for coming down today. You didn't have to do this. I know, but I would do anything for him. That's awesome. You're a good mom. Well, he would do anything for me. That's, he's a good son. He's a wonderful son. He's a good son. Now, do you collect anything? Do you have anything like that? You know, he got this from uh, from his dad. His okay. his dad is a big uh, is a collector of, of coins, and I think that's where he got it. And he got his entrepreneurship from I think my dad, who started a company okay. many many years ago in the 1930s and became very successful. And now, have you guys always been here in the valley? Or? Um, I was born and raised in Beverly Wood in okay. the Los Angeles area. All right. Um, but yeah, they came out in the valley. Um, Probably 1971 or something. No, 69. Yeah, came okay. to the Valley 69. Very nice. Now, yeah. there's a lot of history here mm-hmm. in L.A. What, what are some of the bigger moments that you can remember from maybe your childhood that like that you remember seeing? History regarding? Like, like movies or, or, you know, anything like that. In Hollywood, you know. In Hollywood? Yeah. 
I don't know. It, I don't remember a lot when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> I, I remember some of the difficult times, like yeah. the Watts riots in 1965. Sure. And, and of course, uh, in the, in, I think it was 94, the earthquake. I remember mm-hmm. things like that. Huh. <laughs> Way to bring the show down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we were lucky. Our house didn't fall down. That's awesome. My my. my v- my wife told me when we came out here, uh, don't get caught in an earthquake. I was like, I don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, it's true. not that's true. Not, not, not anything I can do about that. All right, we're going to wrap this up because okay. uh, I'm thirsty. Okay. And I see some water over there, so I'm going to go get some water. A but good excuse. Thank you very much, Barb, for, <laughs> for joining me today. Thank you for asking. All right, thank you. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. Hi, this is Matt Salmon, host of the podcast you are listening to Beckett Radio and hey make sure you've got fat packs for everybody all right guys thanks for hanging out after that quick break this is the final segment today from the uh, cardboard legends uh, shop here in Van Nuys and we're joined by the owner Mike Mike this is a great place thanks I really like it a lot it's it's um I didn't know quite what to expect. I was told that you deal a lot with memorabilia and autographs and stuff. And when I walked in here and I saw everything hanging on the walls, this is ridiculous. This yeah. is this is ridiculous. How, so, is this just you deciding not to do too much cardboard? Because like, you have cardboard, and you have wax, and everything. That's great. But it looks like where the most of it is is on the walls. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what happens? I, I honestly started watching people open some of these boxes, and they were trying to pull a Jordan autograph. And sure. Said, you know, you could buy it for one-tenth of the price of opening it. Right. So I started buying memorabilia because it seemed like that's what they wanted anyway. And I have customers literally walk in and say, oh, I want a, I want that Jordan autograph on the wall. Sure. And they would spend thousands of dollars trying to pull that card. Right. And I just said, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, you that's know. That's awesome. But I, but I get the rush for, you know, pulling the cards also. It, there's nothing more fun than opening a box of cards. Right. But there's fun and then there's investment and then there's, you know, entertainment. Sure. Now, we had your mom on earlier. Uh, we got her side of the story. So let's back up and tell us where this began for you. How long have you been collecting? How long have you been in the hobby? And when did you open your first shop? Um, I think she said I was 10, but I was like 12 or 13, I think. So okay. She's old now, so <laughs> she's, old. she's not really sure of numbers. <laughs> um, no, but um, I was selling cars in school, actually. Okay. Um, when I was 12 or 13. Better than drugs. Better than drugs, right? Yeah. Close enough, right? <laughs> Um, I, uh, I remember I had an 87 tops rack pack, I think it was. Okay. And, um, I was doing cards before that, but I had an 87 tops rack pack and some kid asked me how much that was. And I think it had McGuire on the front or bombs on the front or something. Sure. That's 25 bucks. And the guy's like, oh, cool. And the next day that guy brought 25 bucks and said, I want to buy it. Oh, nice. And I was like, what? And next thing I know, he's my best customer. I'm going to his house. He's gets an allowance of 100 bucks a week, and he's just buying my cards off me. And Where's that guy at now? I, right. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, in high school or I think beginning of high school. Sure. And then in junior high, I was, you know, collecting, and we actually talked a woman into. She had a toy store right a block from our house. We used to walk there all the time, and we talked her into opening a card shop in the back of her toy store. Oh, nice! So we thought we'd bring kids in for her and people in. So we had a we actually had a toy store or a card store in the toy store. Very nice. Um, and then we got robbed, uh, but we went there because we were in school. Uh-huh. So that was a lesson, early lesson at 14, 15 years old. Going, wow, you know, not everyone's nice people. Sure. And uh, we learned about insurance at that age, and we uh-huh. didn't get any. So we learned <laughs> about that. And she said she had insurance. We learned about that. So 
you know, it, it's great to learn early on about right. the business, you know. So from then on, then I started doing card shows, and, and I met this one guy who was doing a card show, and, mm -hmm. and he opened a shop, and he wanted me to run it. And I was going to, you know, college at this time, and I said, all right. So I basically ran his store mm. and then bought and sold my own cards in the store. That was the deal. I got to buy and sell my stuff, and I sure. ran his store, and he was ecstatic because sure. he had, I think at the time, seven Tops accounts. Oh, wow. So yeah, he had, like, all these different businesses going on. Wow. And I remember when 93 Finest came out, mm -hmm. and he had seven cases of 93 Finest, and they were, mm. like, two, three hundred a box. And sure. He was, oh, my God. You know, it was just, and you know, I remember buying Stadium Club, Shaq stuff, and, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time back then, you know. Now, you you you've been doing this for a while. Then, do you collect anything? Do you have like a PC? Or we've talked about off air about how when you you go home, you wouldn't know what you do. You would, but do you have anything here that maybe stash away that you keep for yourself? Or I mean, there's definitely stuff I like more than others. I mean, I started buying you know Kofax stuff, and yeah. I, I picked up quite a few autographed Kofax rookies mm -hmm. um, and Kofax singles, and and some of the greats, Maze and Mantle, and you know, uh, I have I have, a, I have a Gary rookie, a Jordan rookie, mm -hmm. Dimaggio rookie. I have some nice stuff put away. They're not high grades, but they're just nice cards. Sure, they're graded, but they're just you know lower grades. Um, but I'd sell them. Sure, I mean, oh, yeah, for sale, right? Because what what happened to me was when I realized that if I keep these cards, I can't make money on these cards. If I can't make money on these cards, I can't buy better stuff. So, right. you know, I was saying earlier, you know, if I bought my first Kobe signed photo and put it away, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have sold 500 Kobe photos since then. Sure. So by me buying and reselling them, it, it makes sense to me, you so know. I was talking, uh, Jason, was that his name? Yeah. So I would, when we were talking about how you were like the Kobe king here in L.A., you, how did you become that? How did you start picking up and selling Kobe stuff? So I, I, I can tell you, so I, I bought, they had Kobe signed numbers. And okay. they were old, I guess, from scoreboard. I, I think they were $4 a piece is what they called Kobe had a contract in 96, and they were 4 bucks a piece for autographs, as did Marbury, as did, um, I think, Fisher. That whole 96 class right. was $4 an autograph. That's what scoreboard paid them. Wow. I think it was, I think it was, 4,000, I'm not sure the exact numbers, like 4,000 signatures, 10,000 signatures, something like that. And they had them sign numbers, and then they just had a stack of numbers, and there's still guys with quite a few. So anyway, um, I remember I bought a Kobe jersey for 500 bucks, and I had it, and I framed it up, and I had it in the store, and I had it for 750, 800 bucks, whatever it was. Had it for four years. Mm. I couldn't sell it. My Kobe's don't sell. And then some guy said, hey, you want to buy 10 of them? They're 300 bucks. If you buy 10, I'm like, well, that's much better than paying five hundred. You know, sure. paying three. So then I bought them for three and sold them for three fifty and four hundred. So mm -hmm. instead of making three hundred bucks, I'm making fifty bucks. But I did it ten times. Sure. So I'm making more. And then all of a sudden he calls, "Hey, I got twenty more. You want them at two fifty? Oh wow! And then I said, "What if I buy them all? How many you got?" And he said, "I have two hundred of them. One fifty wow. a piece." Wow. So all of a sudden now I'm paying one fifty, selling them for two twenty five, two fifty. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. And Lakers. Had a great run for you know five six seven sure. years a year with Kobe, so I'm wholesaling with two fifty. I'm retailing for three hundred. Didn't matter, and then started kick, just kept buying them. Very nice. Yeah. So outside of Kobe and the, are the LA sports big here for you? Obviously they should be. I see it up on the wall. But are, do you have other guys come in looking for like Raiders stuff or? Well, uh, Raiders kind of LA. I mean, yeah, we did have Raiders. That's, you did for a while. LA, so um, what, what about the new teams like the Rams and the Chargers? Is that the, exactly. See, yeah. uh, you got the problem with LA is you have to win. You have to win. If you don't win, no one. There's too much stuff to do in L.A. There's yeah. too many things going on. The Clippers had a run where Clippers were more popular than Lakers. Sure. When Clippers had a better team and, you know, Griffin and Paul, that's our answer. And 
I was selling that stuff, and I couldn't sell it, given the item now, couldn't give them away. Right. But at the time, there was the hype was there. I saw he tried to give me one earlier. I was like, no, I don't want that. That's right. <laughs> Try passing it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but I see Vince Scully all over the wall too. Is yes. that is, is people come in looking for that? Well, actually, about three months ago, I got to do a private signing with Vin. I got to go oh, nice. uh, to a, to an office where we met at it was. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. We went to his office, and, and he signed uh, about 100 pieces for us, and we oh, got wow. photos. And, and just to hear him talk for two hours, right? it was just in the stories he has. And, and like, it couldn't have been a nicer guy. couldn't have been a classier guy, but we're showing him, like, you know, the I think it was the uh, no-hitter for uh, um, Don Larson's no-hitter, and I guess he announced it. He, yeah. Him and Red Barber right. were doing it. So he's like... I wanted to get so excited about this no-hitter that I was going to say, call your neighbors, call your friends, come on <laughs> over, game time, or something like that, you know, right. his voice, and then, but Barbara's like, we don't say a word, shut up, yeah. I just, I was a kid, I just listened to what he had to say, oh, Sure, it was so amazing, you know, everyone's got their mentors, right, and right. that's one of his, and it's great, it was, it was a lot of fun, though, it's kind of surreal. I want to share a story, a Scully story, about, I, you know, I don't remember who was pitching, but um, it was obviously a Dodgers home game, and... He said, so-and-so is on the mound. He's, he's just coming off a, you know, an elbow. He's, he's day-to-day. I guess we're all kind of day-to-day when we think about it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> just, like, that's perfect that's story, funny, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's pretty awesome, man. And so humble. Like, it, like, we were having him sign autographs, and, you know, we had, like, Koufax balls, and we had Kershaw balls, and we had, you know, team sign stuff. And he goes, I won't sign over, over their name. Oh. I will not sign over anybody's name. Yeah. I'll well, sign next to it. Sure. I'll sign below it, but I won't sign over it. I don't want to sign over their name. And he, like, really mm-hmm. adamant. And I was like, that's great. I mean, you can't argue with him. Sure. I was like, all right. But he felt like I'm not worthy of anything. In fact, a friend of mine told me a story. He worked for the Dodgers, and he said he asked Vin to sign a ball. Mm. And he, he's already oh, want me to sign it. He's like, want me to sign it on the side for you. And he goes, well, in case you want someone good to sign it. Oh, wow. And Vin's like, no, nah, Vin, it's just you. Please sign it. Vin was humbly signed it, you know, on the sure. sweet spot. But he was like, so you don't want me to sign the sweet spot. Right. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. so humble. What about Wooden? I see him up on the wall. You're not far from uh, from Westwood. Is is he is he guy, a guy that sells around here? He does. Yeah. John definitely John Wooden signed basketballs. The sign pyramid success is probably the the biggest thing. Is the pyramids? Is everyone yeah. love? You know, the, if you ever read it or watched it, it's pretty. Or read not watched. It, if you ever watched read it, it's pretty incredible what his values are. And it, sure. And if you talk to Bill Walton. It's the same guy. Couldn't be nicer. Couldn't give you more time. Couldn't. And he's actually, um, I've never met John Wooden mm-hmm. personally. And he, we did some signs with him that I got to buy merchandise from. Sure. Um, but he used to go to a couple of restaurants that I go to now. Mm-hmm. And both of them have a table. It's John Wooden's table where he had two oh. eggs and, and a piece of toast. And that's his table where he sat every day. Wow. And then another restaurant he used to go to, a deli he used to go to all the time. And it's, you know, just history of it. He, uh, the most memorable thing about him for me was the pyramid of success, right? He, he had a, he had a way to put on your socks and day one in practice, he taught you how to put on your socks. Wow. That like, it was that important to yeah. him. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And you know, obviously he's clearly missed now, but, uh, yeah. it, what it's a 99. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. Man. What a great guy. So do you have a favorite piece up on the wall? I mean, there's so many up here, but do you have a favorite piece up on the wall? 
they're all my favorites. Yeah. They're like my children. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll sell them all. Um, no, I, I really, I wouldn't sell my children. I just have one. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of like all the stuff. I, I definitely like, you know, the, the Dodger stuff and Lakers yeah. stuff and the breakthroughs. You know, I was interviewed years ago. I said Upper Deck Breakthrough, I think, were the best things I've ever done, sure. best I've ever seen. And now they've quadrupled in value, all that stuff, because mm -hmm. it's hard to frame it. It's a pain in the butt. They're just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the breakthroughs we have behind us is a, messy, a yeah. messy, yeah. a Kobe, and, yeah. and I have a LeBron one in the back. And, and, and it's still one of my favorite pieces if I was going to, because the problem is when you have a hundred things on a wall, nothing stands out. Right. If you take one off and you put it on a wall by itself, sure. it really, you know, it's a wow factor when you have that one piece by itself. Right. I, oh, movie memorabilia. Uh, Alex is asking about movie. I see Gene Wilder up there. Yeah. Uh, you have some. You have a Happy Days cast signed. As far as movie there? stuff, we probably have about ten thousand signed movie Holy movie pieces. Holy. And that does um, well in Hollywood. It does one Hollywood. They're yeah. they're they're most are from runners. Okay. Um, we have one. We have a few suppliers we buy from. One has done about three hundred pieces. Three hundred different people. He did Vern Troyer. He did a lot of Celtics. Mm -hmm. He did uh, actually. He did all the Happy Days cast. We have a photo of each one signing them. Mm -hmm. um, he did the Batman group. He nice. did Adam West many times. So we get a lot of stuff like that from them. Um, but as far as like the the runner stuff, they're at premieres. They're at airports. They're at. And it's if you're on YouTube and type in LAX signing, mm -hmm. pick a guy, and you'll see the craziness and madness. Mm. And the only thing bad about about these autographs is they're sloppy. Uh. So you get a guy that's look at Al Pacino's autograph. Look at Meg Ryan's Meg Ryan's autograph's a line. Right. She literally makes a line. <laughs> and some are certified. So <gasps> certified lines pretty impressive, but some are certified. Um, by all companies, by the sure. way. Sure. Um, you know, you look at Pacino, he does different signs if he's paid we actually recently was able to get some sylvester stallone stuff mm -hmm. um through stallone's one of his rep one of his reps and it's a beautiful f full signature we only signs it when he's getting paid like that otherwise he's finding ss and right. and a lot of times authentication companies turn that down sure because or it just doesn't look as nice it's, it's, sure. it's such a wide variety of autographs it's crazy man you got you got a real impressive stuff and then something else i wanted to ask you about sure were the funkos man like those are all signed. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Is they're all signed. So is autograph Funkos? Is that something something really collectors? I mean, obviously they're chasing after it if you're doing it. Well, it's, it's like autograph bobbleheads. Okay, it's kind all of right. the same concept of find a find a Funko. It's not hard. Find right. an autograph one. Find mm -hmm. a bobblehead. There's fifty thousand of them. How many autographs? So sure. we actually got a, a contract with Kofax and we had uh, Kofax sign a few dozen bobbleheads for us. And we even had them sanded down, so we signed right in the sweet spot. Nice. And they, they look amazing. Nice. And uh, um, no one has them because he never signed them. In fact, when he was signing them, he was like, I don't want to break the head. He was like, ah. he's big hands, strong. So he's right. 80 years old and still amazingly strong. Sure. And he was worried about breaking them. Wow. So, but the Funkos, yeah, the Funkos, we, we did uh, Terry Bradshaw signing. Nice. And so we had Terry sign 12 of them, I think. Um, but as far as the runners, they're running out there getting them, and it's easy. It's a box. It's easy for them to carry. It's a hard surface, so they're 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 able to sign it. That's really cool, man. I like him a lot. My my son would love him. He was he's a big Funko guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. So uh, my next question for you is: You've been in business for a long while now. You you're, you're doing it right because you've stayed in business. What what would be something that you would pass along to a young startup that that wants to get into the the hobby shop business? Run. Run. No. I'm just <laughs> To open a store, the retail yeah. store, it's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, get online because, you yeah. know, have the, you know the retail store is great, but I have days where no one walks in. And sure. I've been here 20 years and no one walks in. Wow. So 
you know, you got to find other avenues. I had a buddy said, throw the Frisbee more. Ah. What? And he's like, reach out to more people. Reach out to more sites. Mm-hmm. There's 100 websites out there. There's, there's charity events. There's other things. My, my neighbor is the cleaners. Ask him about businesses. Great. But he does, he does hotels, and he goes mm-hmm. out to hotels and does their service. He goes to um, other big businesses and, and does their laundry. Sure. Because that's how you reach out to Domino's. Mm-hmm. They deliver. They don't have people walk in. You can't. I mean, <laughs> right. you need to go out and find people. And 20 years ago, we used to sit here and play f- catch in the store waiting for customers to come in. Sure. There was no internet. Right. You know, and then in the late 90s, we started doing online. All of a sudden, we're getting a check in the mail for $12 and $6. And then, you know, we'd cast a check. We'd wait a week or two. We'd ship it. You know, it was three weeks, four weeks to get stuff. <laughs> it's a whole, you know, a whole new world. So if you're opening a store, I would also say location is you always here. Mm-hmm. Get a good location. Get a nice area. You know, get the higher end customers. But now these higher end customers are online. Yeah. So you're competing with them. You're competing without. You're competing with online prices. So if you can't beat those, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Foot traffic is 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 key here. I would I would guess. Like you say. I mean, I'm in a shopping mall with yeah. a Ralphs and a Rite Aid, and we have restaurants, and we have you know a karate studio with kids. There's kids every day, and you know some come come to us, of course, yeah. but. You know, the store pays for itself, and the store is still good business. Right. But it doesn't compare to your online. The online, you know, the, the, the one of the best thing is is to wake up in the morning and there's money in my PayPal account. Sure. There's money online. I sold stuff, and I went to bed and woke up. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. You know, if you're not selling other places. Sure. Makes sense. All right, buddy. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank you personally for having us out. For sure. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun here today, actually. Uh, just getting to pick your brain and and the guys in here getting to pick their brains off air. Uh, that's stuff that my listeners will never hear, and I don't want them to hear it because it was between us. Right? That's all good. That's uh, but that's it, it was good. good. It was good story. Good storytelling around here, and I and I really appreciated that. So thank you for having us out, man. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again at the National, at the Summit, wherever, wherever you're going to be. The National is out here this year. No, it's in Cleveland, right? Uh, Anaheim's 2020. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I'm in Anaheim. All right, well, I'll come see you in Anaheim. See you about Cleveland. Anaheim, I'll be there. All right, awesome, buddy. Thanks for joining me, buddy. All right. Uh, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Jericho. Mission control, it's stories to be told. Code, decode these remotes. Broke down, but this behold. The illness from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. Leeches lurking in the darkness, won't leave living tonight. Punchline for fist fight, because they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight. Alright? Me and my people just might